unleash the power of your team. Hi, and welcome to this podcast on being a great manager. Today, we'll be focusing on unleashing the power of your team. I believe God uniquely gifted me to be able to work at full capacity on one thing and within 60 seconds, switch and focus on something else altogether, like playing with the grandkids or giving Kathy my attention on something. I have the ability to turn off work and focus on what I need to do, and when that's done, I'm able to turn it back on and get back to work. I realize it's a gift, and it allows me to keep at the pace I'm going. But I've also learned over the years as I've ran various businesses that it's important not to always move at breakneck speed, but stop and appreciate the value and perspective my team brings. To be an effective manager and leader, it's important that you keep your team at the center of your thinking. Here are a few lessons I've found beneficial in my career. Lesson 1. Whom you hire is key. When it comes to hiring, I seek to hire teammates first based on an alignment to personal values and then secondly on personal experience. I strongly believe that experience can be taught or learned, but values are much harder to impart. During an interview process, I will always make it clear to someone the key elements, values, and founding principles of the company so they have a better understanding of the company and environment they would be working in. At the final interview, where I am making an employment offer, I share a detailed written team member manual. I allow the person to take it home, read it in detail, and return with any questions. The goal of the document is to make everything as clear as possible as far as expectations on their employment. I work hard at ensuring that as the employer, I am not surprised and the person I hire is not surprised either. You can refer to the team member manual under the handout section in the blog. When I was in my 20s, I looked around and noted that only 10% of companies remained successful. Of the 10% that was succeeding, everyone I knew that had their own company was married to their work and put in a ton of time. I made the decision then that I not only wanted for my business to be successful along with financial independence in life, but I also wanted time independence in life too. One without the other was not very attractive. Long before I needed them, I got the idea to build a great management team. I started by identifying who would be on the team, and once in, I invested in them for years. Bankers Mutual is a successful mortgage lending organization that I started and ran for 18 years. I had a management team of five, and all of them, with the exception of the general counsel whom I couldn't teach to be an attorney, was promoted from within. By getting the hiring process right, it makes sense to promote from within, which has always been my bias. Because they came in with the same foundation I had, I found it easier to teach them elements of the business. Hiring, building, and empowering my team provided me significant time as a leader to focus on what I needed to do. Based on this approach, the last six years I had at Bankers Mutual, I was able to spend six months a year away from the company and the management team continued to operate successfully. Lesson 2. Practice what you preach. We often think this is only a principle that applies to children, but I found this to be true at my workplace too. To be an effective manager, whatever you're communicating, whatever position you're taking, whatever you're asking of others, you've got to model it. Be consistent with what you say. 
The beauty is, as the leader, you get the opportunity to choose what the elements are. They shouldn't be easy and comfortable, but should also challenge you. Practicing what you preach also keeps you in check. And like in other areas of your life, identify one or two trusted members in your team that you can ask a couple of times a year if they have noticed anything inconsistent in you. Remember, your team are watching you. What you model offers another way to get them in alignment, all moving in the same direction. Lesson 3. Reward Performance Proverbs chapter 27, verse 18 reads, The one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit, and whoever protects their master will be honored. I've always supported a win-win philosophy, and have carried this across to my companies too. I get a lot of joy out of generosity, and so rewarding top performers is easy and something I've never regretted. People that are producing are driving your company and helping you achieve next levels. They deserve a great return for themselves. On the flip side, you should learn to let go quickly. A mistake I learned the hard way was taking too long to let go of someone that wasn't performing. Often as a manager, you feel guilty and want to be the nice guy instead of letting go of someone but generally speaking, I've learned that person isn't usually happy in that position, and releasing them allows them to find the right career or position for them. I found probation to be an important tool. Even though it has negative perceptions, it sets clear expectations. I always try to put myself in someone's shoes. If I'm not performing or reaching a standard, I would like to clearly understand what it is and be given the opportunity to speak about it too. You may find that it's a training issue or a clarity one. Written probations and annual reviews help bring these issues to the surface. I'm a big believer in both of these tools and have always utilized them in all my companies. You can take a look at the probation warning and development review documents in the handout section of the blog and use them as a reference. Putting a probation warning or development review in writing allows the other person to have input and gain clarity. Communicate clearly with them and give them the opportunity to change and grow. If someone is not performing, is the onus on them to recognize it and change? Or is the onus on you as a leader to clearly communicate objectives and goals? Putting it in writing and being fair to your team members is valuable. And you as a manager will learn things through the process. To be a great manager, you need to make your team a top priority. I encourage you to anticipate needs and challenges they may have before they arise. Invest, empower, and give them the opportunities to grow. My team enjoyed their roles because they recognized at other companies they wouldn't have as much authority. Here's an exercise you can take out from today's podcast. Plan to do a self-audit of how effectively you are leading and managing your team. If you haven't already, start with the current conditions assessment, which helps to define where you are currently in your most important relationships. The current conditions assessment can be found on my blog. When you have a minute, have a look at the key attributes of a great manager and philosophy of success document in the handout section. This will give you additional notes on how to be a great manager. Alternatively, you can keep listening and it will be played at the end of this podcast. One of our values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends who might benefit from this blog. 
You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post using the various sharing links or by sharing this podcast by clicking the share link on the top left corner of the audio link. Thanks for joining me today. Being a great manager. 2. Handout. Key attributes of a great manager and philosophy for success. Welcome to this business handout titled Key Attributes of a Great Manager and Philosophy for Success. Being a great manager requires proficiency in various areas. How you manage yourself, maintain your values, and lead your team all contribute to your effectiveness. I'd like to share with you some of my personal philosophies for success. 1. Hiring. Hire teammates first based on alignment of personal values with yours and secondly based on their previous experience. Experience can be taught, learned. Values cannot. 2. Learn from mistakes. Never get extremely worked up on the first mistake created by a team member. Require your team and yourself to learn from your mistakes the first time, reviewing them, and creating a game plan to avoid repeating the mistake in the future. Hold your team accountable should they make the same mistake a second or third time. Maintain a log of learnings, grouped by category, and review them as appropriate. 3. Lead by example. Hold your team to high standards while at the same time holding yourself to at least the same standards, if not higher. Practice what you preach, and others will follow. 4. Honesty. Require your team to be candidly honest with you and provide the same in return to them. Team members appreciate knowing where the boss stands and what he or she stands for. Make your yes a yes and your no a no. Don't use sarcasm or overstate a situation to make a point. Make the point clearly and reasonably. 5. Minimize politics. Don't participate in office politics. Minimize it at every opportunity. 6. Expectations. Communicate your expectations clearly up front. Make sure they are understood and reduce them to writing at every opportunity. 7. Win-win. Create a win-win environment for everyone on your team. Have everyone participate in the success you achieve together by creating a bonus structure that rewards every individual for their participation, sacrifice, and service in advancing the company's business plan. Eliminate scenarios where either the company wins and the team member loses, or vice versa. In situations where things aren't going well, a lose-lose situation, everyone should be working hard together to turn it around to a win-win. Money does not need to be a main motivator, but everybody appreciates being acknowledged and rewarded for their service. 8. Empower. Support and equip your team to bring out the best they can be. And 9. Team Member Reviews Complete reviews on a timely basis, utilizing a format that's been tested. Reduce key discussions, outcomes, goals, etc. to writing. Review the goals set at the previous year's review. Identify and encourage the accomplishments and address shortfalls. You can download a copy of this document in the handout section titled Key Attributes of a Great Manager and Philosophy of Success. I pray this resource helps sharpen you as a leader. Thanks for listening.